Hey there, welcome to the Seinfeld Podcast. I'm Chris. I got Laura with me. Uh, Craig is off this week. Craig's got something going on. I, I think he's got Ash Wednesday service from what yes, he was telling that's, me. So. That was my guess, actually. Okay, very, very good. <laughs> I was, um, uh, I didn't get my ashes. We're recording this on Ash Wednesday. Um, the church I attend now, they have ashes available, but it's not a Catholic church, so it's not as what do you call it? Like if it was a Catholic church, Ash Wednesday would be more, okay, yeah, get the ash on you. Where, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, other churches, like, hey, if you want it, it's there. If not, we're good. You know, so that's kind of where my church is like with that. So, hey, I'm here for you, Laura. I- I'm not going to any Ash Wednesday services. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I not celebrating God. Come on. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think Ash Wednesday is a required holiday. You know, oh, like, even for holy, yeah, okay. holy day of obligation. Well, I think it's called. Um, oh, okay. I don't think it's required, but um, you know, people there are people who uh, believe in getting ashes. I mean, my old boss okay. used to do it, and you know. Yeah, I I took a stab at writing something for work. So support local journalism. <laughs> um, it's on all the papers, whatever paper in Ohio you like for connect. You can read me uh, talk about Ash Wednesday. That'd be good. All right, but today we're not talking about Ash Wednesday. We're talking about Seinfeld. And ugh, this week's a little bit rough. The truth. And I, Laura, I don't know. Season three is good. I, I think it picks up in season three. The longer we do this, we're, we're going to start talking about episodes that we're all gushing over. And we're going to... It's going to be hard for us to limit this to 20 or 30 minutes. Here, I'm like, hey, five minutes, we're done. <laughs> it's good. Um, <laughs> you know, so the show, you know, Jerry gets his taxes done by George's girlfriend. I, George's girlfriend. Laura, you and I usually argue about a woman that if they're good or not. I'm hoping you're saying this woman isn't the greatest. <laughs> I like Valerie Mahaffey, the actress who plays right. <laughs> Um, but the character on the show, she's uh, she's she's complicated, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she's you know, I I do kind of like her in some ways. I, okay. The thing, the thing that makes me laugh about her the most, um, I don't know if people remember. This is the episode that kind of starts with um, George out to. Uh, out to lunch with his girlfriend. Patrice is her name, in case you don't remember. Okay. Um, and uh, they're having lunch. She's a bit, um, I don't know. I don't know how you, how do you describe her? She's, she's complicated. She's, um, she's, you know, very artsy. She's, yeah. You know, she, she's just, she's a lot, you know, we'll just say (laughs) she, you know, she's extravagant, even the way she dresses, the way she wears her hair, the way she speaks, everything is very, very a lot, you know, Um, we're all alive. So I, I get it. I mean, I'm sure, you know, yeah, you're a lot for your husband. I'm a lot for my wife. I, I, I totally get it, but I, I, there was just nothing about her. I mean, usually part of the fun of Seinfeld is they're with these wonderful people, 
And yeah, they pick apart some weird foul ball, and now it's gone. And whatever, you know. Um, you just like you just don't like the way she says papier mache. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, <laughs> say she has mean hands. Say you know whatever, you know whatever dumb thing you, you think of, and you know, has, go for it. And that she has chopsticks in her hair. <laughs> yes, yes. That that was strange. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of either. So basically, what happens is. Jerry finds out he's going to be audited because he had given, he had donated money to a cause that had been brought to his attention by Kramer while Jerry was on his first date with Elaine. So Jerry was trying to show off to Elaine. So he gave money to the poor Krakatoans um, who were going to have a, um, volcano erupt and he was they were concerned so as it turned out you know the the charity was a fraud and so jerry's getting audited and george's girlfriend patrice with her chopsticks in her hair um was a former irs employee mm. and so she was gonna help jerry or try to help jerry with his tax problem so George goes to lunch with Patrice and, you know, gives him or gives uh, George's, uh, I'm sorry, gives Jerry's taxes to Patrice. And then they start having conversations and Patrice, you know, becomes too much for George. And he tells her that he doesn't want to see her anymore <laughs> and she wants to know why. You know, Jerry or George tries to get out with his it's not you, it's me, because, you know, he authored that as he's right, right. times. And um, she won't let him off the hook. She wants to know why. And he tells her like super loud screaming in the restaurant um, in front of everybody that's in the restaurant, you know, they doesn't like her hair. He doesn't like the way she dresses. He doesn't like her earrings. She, what is papier mache? Mm -hmm. Um, she says she doesn't want to work anymore. She wants to become an artist who makes, um, papier mache hats, which would be hung on the wall, which are like wall hanging art pieces of art. And, um, so she leaves in a huff and, you know, George comes over and tells Jerry and all hell breaks loose because, you know, what happened to Jerry's papers? And so George tries to call her. She's in a mental hospital. <laughs> she checks herself into a mental hospital. Um, a couple quick things about that. First of all, I got criticized Jerry. Because I think what you need to do is don't use people. But, like, I'm thinking right now, IRS, who knows what's going on? There's taxes have been delayed because of COVID and everything else. So I think you need the IRS. A former IRS employee would be great to have in your circle of friends. You don't need to date them. You don't need to have a serious relationship with them. But have them be someone you could call, even if you paid them to your taxes. I want that person in my circle of friends. And, and you don't. You don't risk that by dating them. You don't risk that by becoming good friends because, hey, you know, they're going to say papier mache or whatever, and it's going to be all over. So yeah. Jerry should manage that better. Like, like, I, you know, I don't know. 
Jerry should have made copies of his receipts, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, Mr. Yeah. is calling these people. Oh, I, th- I thought I got a receipt from a while back. You know, yeah. sc- I would just pay the tax fine and said, you know, I- I'm screwed. It's over, you know. Time so, to find a bigger paying job or whatever. Uh, so they attempt to get Jerry's papers back from Patrice and they go to see her in the mental hospital. And of course, Jerry or George in George gets into another argument with Patrice, who has like a complete change of attitude. Yeah. You know, when when they get to the hospital, Um, she's like attentive and, you know, she's like, you know, why are you talking to me this way? You know, like he was talking to her like she was nuts or something, you know, Um, it was that part I enjoyed because, you know, she was just, she was like not having any of it from George, you know? Um, And, you know, she said, Oh, you're the Jerome who has the tax problem. And I threw away your papers. So I need the copies. And George, I mean, and Jerry in his, uh, his constant state of shock in these episodes is like, what copies who makes copies? (laughs) You know, I, I, I will say that that is one thing I have learned from this episode. If I ever have to do anything with the IRS, I'm making copies before I give anything to anyone. (laughs) So, um, the other thing that is, um, I think is good about this episode is the interaction between Elaine and George. Yeah. Um, she, Elaine uh, kind of gives George a hard time about him being so upset after he told um, Patrice what he thought of her. Um, and Elaine's like, you shouldn't have said anything. And she, you know, she has her opinions about George and he wants to know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> and so she tells him, you know, it, one of my favorite phrases in this whole show ever is you're extremely careful with money is what she yeah, said. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about it many times about how cheap George is and, you know, he's outraged cause he doesn't have, he doesn't have a job and all this stuff. And, um, and Hey baby, when I had, when I had a job, I would spend baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and he said, oh, you shouldn't have said anything. And when she said, and she puts him in his place, you shouldn't have either, you know? Right, right. Exactly, you know? Um, Elaine doesn't really have that much of a role in this episode. Um, but that was a good, I think that was a good exchange. You know, she was like yeah. trying to figure out how to say it. And so she figured it out. And Jer- you could see Jerry in the background. This, You know, one thing, there is one thing about this episode that I thought was interesting was they they had a lot of action going on in the background of this episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when she was talking to George, Jerry was in the background making all these, re- you know, having all these reactions, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was, um, I, th- I think it was Elaine and, J- Elaine and Jerry were talking and Jerry was like, if I, if I didn't have this woman... I would have killed this man. And she's pointing yeah. at Kramer. And so Kramer's just sitting there like trying not to make eye contact and feeling guilty about, you know, everything. And 
um, when George comes back and says, oh, they broke up, you see Kramer getting up and walking out of the apartment because he knows that Jerry's just going to kill him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was. I thought that was good, you know, with the, you know, the background stuff. And the, the only other part of this was um, the um, Elaine's uh, roommate is again, yes. again part of the episode. Yes. Um, what the heck is her name? I don't remember. I don't know. It was an off-putting scene. Tina. Yeah, just, Tina. I mean, her hooking I, up with Kramer, just oh, very awkward. I it. like that girl that plays her. Uh, Siobhan Fallon is her name. She was on Saturday Night Live for a while. She was hmm. she's very funny. She's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Um, like one one thing that she was in that you know is sort of forgotten about her is I don't know. Did you ever see the movie The Negotiator with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin yeah. Spacey? She's in that. She has a small role and a couple of really good lines. <laughs> um, but she's she's really good in a lot of stuff. So I liked seeing her in this. I thought she had a good role. Um, Elaine, of course, taking the high road, you know, and the two of them are so annoying to her, um, telling him that they are a good couple, you know. So she just she just pulls off the, the Band-Aid and walks away. <laughs> it's easier that way. It, it would be a good, I mean, we, we podcast about this in Frasier someday, not today, but we need to figure out who are the couples we're, we've rooted the most for. You know, like, you know, you got excited. Maybe it was an attractive couple or whatever. Definitely, you know, Kramer and her were, were, were they'd be on low on the list of couples. Yeah, I yeah. But watch it, watching Kramer dance around in a towel. Just, oh, I just, I love Kramer. Great actor. Yeah. Funny scene, but uh, I, I don't want to say it too often. It wasn't good. So. Yeah. Um, um, what about Kramer and his coffee table? The, yes. The yeah. cra- I wished I wished Craig was here because um, this is one of those moments that he would have he would have enjoyed you know talking about um, the you know it's a foreshadowing of the coffee table book you know Kramer's mm-hmm. Kramer yeah. has this a complete obsession with coffee tables finds a somehow finds on the side of a road a um, windshield from a car. And decides it's going to be a great coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> and Tina, the girlfriend, the the roommate slash girlfriend, asks Elaine what she thinks of it, and Elaine's reaction was, "It's invisible." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know is not. She's not wrong. You know. Um, it's a nice way of saying it sucks. I felt saying it sucks. Yeah. Um, Kramer, you know, you know it, and the the other funny thing, you know, the uh, other funny, you know. Kramer stuff, you know, he, he spends a lot of time in this series on the side of the road, you know, mm-hmm. between um, him, you know, being uh, taking care of the road and the episode where he like covers up the lane lines, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to clean, he has to clean the side of the road because he gets in trouble. Yeah. That was good. I mean, he's picking up trash on the side of the road, and here he is picking up trash on the side of the road again. So it's, um, I mean, there's a little bit of fun stuff in this episode, but the overall, the overall story was kind of small and not really 
a thing. You know, it really wasn't. It wasn't that interesting. I mean, we're watching TV shows from twenty five. We're in reality today, where some of the humor is just and for struck that the worry, but an absolute. Chris, Chris, why don't you grab your microphone? Uh, one thing that worked out pretty good: um, the mental health discussion. Um, you know, it was tough. Um, you know, let me finish this up because I think Laura's having trouble hearing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, let me finish up this point and we'll close. Um, it was interesting because with the mental health discussion, they had, um, I don't like today where you just say, eh, they're going to the loony bin. Yeah, they're going to mental yeah. hospital, and you're like, ha ha ha, it's funny. It's yeah, uh, it shouldn't be like that. But I understand it was looked on a little bit differently. But it was interesting. It was a laugh line, but it's kind of true today in twenty uh, twenty two, where you know they they treated her like, hey, hi, how are you? And she's like, well, I'm okay. You know what's going yeah. on? And yeah. it kind of reminded me of some of the friends and people I see going for stuff like that saying, be careful how you treat other people. You, you know, and yeah, people are going for stuff, but you don't need to treat them like a kid or they're dying or something. So right. it, was, it was good reminder. I, I had a Frasier moment in the middle of Seinfeld. So even though that probably wasn't their intention, it was good that they addressed that. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, a lot of these, you know, that's the thing. Like in a lot of these shows that people want to come back. Um is, you know, there's a lot of the stuff that at the time was entertaining and, you know, funny and stuff is not acceptable anymore, you know? Yeah. You know, like, I, to be honest with you, I don't think, I don't think Seinfeld would come back now, you know? Um, not in the same, same way. I mean, it would have right. to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, the, um, I, I don't remember. I'd have to. Well, yeah, I guess it was because I guess the, I guess AIDS was going on then because they had the AIDS walk in one of the episodes. It was later in the series, but like you know, they slept around a lot and got around a lot yeah. in the series. You know, I'm not sure that would be acceptable. You know, their complete disregard for another other human beings, you know, wouldn't fly as much as it did. I mean, I granted. At the end of the season, at the end of the series, they went to jail because of it, you know. Right. But um, I just don't. I this is another place where you know there's stuff going on that you know it's kind of like cringy, you know. I've been on a office kick. Um, thank goodness, Peacock. I love how even for their the free subscribers, they give you five seasons of The Office, and very funny. But I, I was thinking about that while watching The Office, going. This will not work I mean, today. It's yeah. kind of wild. So. No. I appreciate the fact that Steve Carell's like, absolutely not. I mean, he was he was the heart of that show. I mean, I stopped watching whenever, like, I, you know, I have a, there's a couple channels on, I have um, YouTube TV, and it gave, you know, it gave us, like, a ton of cable channels. You know, I used to have cable, 
and but it was like a limited package and when we got rid of cable i got like tons more cable channels remarkably and you know it's there's a couple channels that have uh the office on them during the day and i i go past and anytime i see anything past like season five yeah i don't i don't even i wouldn't even think of watching because i just i would rather watch the steve Carell ones but they're tough now to watch you know yeah it's tough to watch you know him and the way he talks about Oscar and yeah. treats the women in the office and stuff like that. To me, to me, the entertaining thing about the office now is watching the bloopers, you know? Yeah. It's because it's like, it makes me feel a little better because they realize how completely outrageous some of the stuff that they're doing is. And it makes me feel better that they know it and they, they believe that it's wrong. <laughs> You almost have to suspend reality a little bit because mm -hmm. I still find some of the regular shows funny. Not saying, "Oh, I'm going to take the attitude and bring it to 2022." No, it's just more. If it's so crazy, it's like a friend of mine got me into the comedy of Bill Burr. If you watch Bill Burr, holy crap! I mean, and he's saying some of his crazy stuff today that he had before. And I don't know Bill Burr. I don't know where his where his heart's at, his mind's at. But when I appreciate this comedy, you just have to suspend reality and just say, okay, don't take any of this at face value. He has a, a friend of mine listened to a segment of his where he says, um, moms are so overrated. It's an easy job and everything. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't say that with a straight face to my wife or any other mom out there in the world. The way he says it, it's funny. And I agree with you. you gotta, even in saying this on podcast, you got to be careful. I don't agree with any of that stuff. But sometimes there's humor that can be had and just the absurdity of just saying outlandish things. I, I think of, who was that guy? Well, there was a, a couple comedians who, you know, right after World War II, uh, there were Jewish comedians that they made fun of the Holocaust. And you're like, holy crap. I mean, I mean, to, I, I can't make, I, I find it weird to make fun of the Holocaust. I'm not Jewish. But, you know, I, I think they were asked about that. And they're like, this is how we cope you know, by mm -hmm. saying that. And I, I'm sure when they joke about it, they're not really meaning the jokes. It, it's tough. And that's the thing about comedy. We've had some comedians on uh, this podcast network, and they say it. Um, part of comedy, it's supposed to alarm you. I mean, and mm -hmm. part of the alarming you makes you laugh. But in today's environment, it's so tough because you, you it's hard to say stuff. You know, even if you're like, okay, I don't mean any of this. I'm just trying to make you laugh and stuff. So, mm -hmm. All right. Any other thoughts about the Seinfeld? No, not really. Okay. Next week, we get to talk about one of my favorites. The pen. The pen. What did you like the best about that? A little pretty well, little taste. First of all, I have a, a space pen. Oh, hello. I have several. Okay. So they really do write upside down. I love... You know all the stuff that goes on. I when I go visit my brother, I sleep on a rollaway couch. I know exactly what they're talking about, <laughs> so that's part of it. And you know, Elaine and the at the end is just priceless. You know, there's a lot here. The good, you know, you know, the Seinfeld parents are in it, and you know, it's always well, good when when Morty. Well, shows up. We have to have a quick talk about this and remind you it's. Okay, so we started this when we 
we're picking, you know, from this list of favorites. Right. I think this might be the first repeat, right? I don't know. I you know I'm not sure. Or or maybe it came before you came on the program because Could be. we originally on the original version where we were doing a weekly two hour fest, we would have like a about 10, 15 minutes where we talked about a show. Maybe it was during that, but even if we've had, hey, let's revisit it. It'll be good. So, but that's the one thing we gotta be careful about because I know there's gonna be some we've seen before. But hey, remix it. I mean, how many we've watched Seinfeld many times before? We can podcast about this intro twice, give different opinions, right? I'm trying. I'm looking at that list right now. Um, I I've talked I about say, somebody on iteration. I'm not sure if it was you. Maybe it was, I want to uh, say that the first one that I did was. This the stock tip. Okay, so unless the pen was, I don't think the pen was very high then. Eh, we're good. We're good. No, no it's I, I think the pen is way higher. Okay, well, I mean, you, I got uncle, get you. you got Uncle, uh, what's his face? Leo, right? Yeah. Um, well, I will get your take on it. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. I, I just want to be careful. Uh, I think even if it comes, this is going to be some episodes. Where you and I've talked about in the past, but no. But the thing is, on our program, it's typically the three of us. So, the three of us have never podcasted yeah. the same thing. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, let's go for it. Should be good. All right. Well, very good. I, I didn't see too much Seinfeld news this week. I got to check out. I, I have a link I was going to share with you guys, but I think it was an old story. Uh, I'll have to read it before I send it out. Um, it's the truth behind Marissa Tomei's appearance on Seinfeld. But I didn't check today. It could have been from a couple of years ago. So I think we should only discuss new Seinfeld stories, not the stuff that's been out there for years. So, all right. Anything else Seinfeld related or life related or not anything really. else you want to share before we close for tonight? No, I think we're good. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks for checking out Seinfeld Podcasts. Check back next week. Laura's going to gush over the pen. <laughs> I like it too. It was fun. A lot of stellar references. Yes. Um, I dropped, we had a national call that we like to have fun on uh, with people who do digital journalism, like me at work. And somebody said Stella. It was some reference to a Stella song. So I dropped a, a gif of Elaine yelling Stella. And usually, my gifts get a lot of likes. Like one person liked it. And I think it's because got a lot of young digital journalists that don't understand Seinfeld. That's what I think it is. Oh, so. It's crazy. Oh, well. Well, thanks again, everyone. Have a great night, and thanks for checking us out. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.